This episode of Poetic Properties with Complex is brought to you by Infinitely Complex Production and sponsorship with Peacefully Flawed Apparel, where we believe that no matter the darkness, we have the opportunity and ability to get to the light. Thank you for tuning in to the Poetic Property Podcast. I am your host, Complex the Poet, father, author, and entrepreneur. I can't even tell y'all like how heavy this week has been for me. Like it's, I don't know what's going on, but it's been a very, very heavy week for me, kind of uh, feeling under the weather and um, extreme body aches, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to get through it. I know that um, it's been derailing me from uh, working out, but I need to get back to my workout regimen because that is something that had um, started to help me focus uh, mentally by just having that that daily routine of of working out. So I'm trying to get my mind right so that I can get back to that um, and have that be the thing that that keeps me going and keep me on track as I'm trying to um, realign my emotions just in general. Uh, The week floated by like I was really trying to keep my mind as clear as possible, but it's just been like it's been hectic. And again, it's one of those things that I sit and I try to figure it out. I try to deal with it uh, the best that I can. But like when I don't feel good, like as far as like uh, my allergies or having a cold body aches and stuff, like it really takes me, um, it really takes me down. Um, it, cause the polyomyositis or the polymyositis like once my body starts feeling bruised to a certain extent um which is caused by stress like I gotta lay it down um on top of that with how high the depression has been um the is I just been exhausted like feeling really worn out really torn down and I'm just trying to 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 be okay right I mean, that's all of our goals is to to be okay with everything that's going on uh, um, in the world in general, the things that are going on in our personal life. Like I'm learning, like for real, at my big age of 39 to start paying attention to my body physically and not just when like I'm sleepy. Right. Because I, I try to push everything to the max because I don't know, you know, when. I don't know when the the fog is going to hit. I don't know how long it's going to last. And when I get into those those moments, the sleep becomes uncontrollable. So when I have the slightest bit of focus, uh, the slightest bit of alignment, I really try to like go balls to the wall and get everything done that I can. I, uh, I said a few pods back. Um, I'd already set the site up for a summer wear and I'm not going to, I'm not going to touch it until, you know, the new phase, um, of the business. Um, I'm learning, man, like as I'm going and I'm excited because of all the failure that the business has had so far, it's really allowing me to see how I want to maneuver through things when, uh, when it's time to start really putting pieces in, in, into play. So it's, that's a a, a catch twenty two because on one end I'm excited like I right, like the failure of the business is pushing me t- into a way like all right I see what I want to do but I'm still not like there yet 
in actually being able to do the do the change. So it's like it's so much excitement, but then it's like, oh man, I like I can't wait, I cannot wait. But I live off the the motto of patience, purpose, and order, right? So I've learned how not to um, rush myself into positions that I'm a I'm a regret, right? Um, and so this week I was reminded of of that. As I was, you know, taking notes on certain things about the business, I'm still working on, you know, the new spoken word album and stuff like that. But unfortunately, that's secondary right now as a result to my physical and mental health and the things that are going on in in my life. Um, I'm really just trying to be mentally healthy. And it's not like I'm. It's not outbursts of of things, right? When I say my mental health, um, it's more of just trying to stay out of the fog. Like I don't have dark thoughts or nothing like that. It's just it's it's really foggy and and and, and gloomy is the only way that I know how to explain it. Um, just like when it when it's cloudy outside and rainy outside, like I get really sleepy and I know a lot of people do, but that's how my body feels. Like that's how my body internalizes um, when the fog hits, right? Um, and so with that, I just try to not necessarily distract myself, more so be more attentive to what's going on. It's very difficult to pinpoint um, certain triggers that are not as visible as others. A lot of uh, a lot of triggers are are very slight things that you really may not uh, recognize. Um, sometimes smell, sometimes like hearing certain things. Um, like the other day, like I remember the smell of the blanket um Kennedy was wrapped in like if you if 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 you've had a a baby like you it, it's that newborn against that uh that linen blanket smell like it's I can't describe it but parents know what I mean right and the other day I'm sitting like I was sitting in my room and I just like the whiff of newborn baby just hit my nose and immediately got emotional immediately tears start start um flowing right like it wasn't i wasn't listening to anything that had to do with babies i wasn't watching anything that had to do with babies or anything like the smell just hit like and those type of things hit me out of nowhere and normally like i try to keep that in check i try to keep that um I try to keep it under control, right? But that's not, it's not healthy to try to, to try to control, control it. It's not natural. What is natural is trying to understand it and, and um, allowing it to process through. Like, I can only do so much. I can only do so much within this journey that I'm on of parenting, of being a business owner, of being an artist, of having a nine to five, of uh, maintaining uh, the few friendships that I have, just just maintaining my sanity in general all around. 
It's only so much that I could do, right? And I get it because as we get older, and it's something that I'm realizing, the defenses that we had as as uh, in our youth are non-existent. Like the stuff that you could like when when you're young, you distract yourself like you nothing matters. Nothing matters at all. You not having a job, you not having a car, like there's always a distraction for all of that. But once you uh, start to mature and you get to a certain level of your life in general, emotion wise, it's certain things that it just don't work. It's just like if I like I could easily, you know, I'm an adult, I can easily uh, drink myself into forgetfulness, right? It doesn't work. I don't even I don't like when I'm in my mode of uh, fog, when I'm when I'm feeling distressed, I'm not even in the mind state to be like, y'all want to drink. Like, and that's 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 a me thing, because I made that promise to me because when I was younger, very, very bad issue with alcohol. And for me, I don't want to be an emotional I don't, I don't want that to be the thing that I go to and it turns into a bigger problem than when it uh, than what it was when I was younger. So I'm learning because the defenses are are super low. Um, sometimes you got to take the hit. You have to. That that's like you you don't know how it's going to feel if you keep blocking it. Like if I keep on if I keep on maneuvering through it and keep on, you know, not distracting myself, but kind of dodging the full issue, kind of dodging the full problem when it hits me. It's going to it's going to put me down. My defenses are going to be too late because I didn't build myself up enough resistance to the issue because I keep on acting like the issue doesn't exist. I keep on acting like I'm okay. I keep on acting like, you know, uh, it's easy. I keep on acting like, um, like it's sunshine and, 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 and no rain. But the reality of it is my life is really hectic. And so as I'm going through the mental health checks, as I'm as I'm trying to figure out what I do and don't want to, you know, uh, say on here, it becomes difficult because I want to to make sure you guys are aware of how difficult these moments are. But I also want you to to have an example and see and understand somebody who's pushing through it. And when I say pushing through it, by no means am I saying pushing through it like it doesn't exist. Like I'm a I'm a trooper, right? As it hits me, I'm uh, I'm gonna do the best that I uh, can to get through uh, to the next thing. I'm gonna try my hardest to deal with what I can and how I can deal with it as it hits me because I don't have the 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 opportunity to stop. Like I, I don't, I have too many kids that that need me. I have too many responsibilities. Like I have a, a job. I'm trying to run this business. I, you know, I'm an author. It's it's too much. I'm uh, I, I can't stop. Right. But I can't get lost in all of this and forget who I am. 
And I think that's what I allowed myself to do for so long. And that's why the realignment process is taking so long because I start allowing myself to get lost in relationships, in activities, in parenting, in poetry. Like I'm allowing myself to get lost in all of these things. And so now it's almost like the infinity stones. They're all in different places across the world, across the time on different parts of the spectrum because I'm allowing them to be my identity and I'm not like I should be the gauntlet. It should be all these things should be pieces of me. I should not be pieces of though of them. Ironically, that's the name of my book, Pieces of Me, a book of poems by by me. Buy it, purchase it on my on my website or stream it. But in knowing that, I've been changing up how I deal with stuff. I've been redirecting myself because at first you 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 feel like like I always say the journey is what it's meant to be, right? But in your mind, realistically, you you account for straightaways, you account for curves, um, you 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 account for potholes and stop signs, and you account for um, um, street lights. And dead ends in 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 one ways, but you don't really account for redirection. So the redirection creates the frustration, sends your mind into a panic, because now you feel lost, and you feel lost because you weren't prepared to have to turn around. You weren't prepared to say, "All right." I I tried it this way for this long and it didn't work. I got to redirect myself. Like we forget that once we become, you know, teenagers as kids, as, as babies, when we don't know anything, we barely getting uh, learning how to walk. Um, Even as little kids, like everything is a redirection, right? I'm reminded of, you know, we, the, the ongoing joke is Johnny had five apples and, Susie took two. How many apples do you have? And then the kid never knows how many apples, right? The redirection is always like, for the sake of the joke, the the redirection is always an angry parent, right? But when we get to start developing our ego, and, and you guys know for me, I've I've dealt with my ego on so many levels that I continue to deal with my ego. But when you when you start to have to deal with your ego, you refuse to make those those corrections, right? Because is 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 your idea? You're so strong in that idea, and that thing is right. So you're going to keep on going head first. I had to learn. That though I am very important to myself, my being is not as important to others as it is to me. So in that, I've learned how to say, okay, yeah, this is my idea. Yeah, this is how I feel. Uh, feel. Yeah, this is how things are going. 
I don't care who sees it, who notices, who praises it, who disrespects it, who loves it, who dislikes it. I don't I don't care. Since I've lowered my ego, if I feel like it needs to change, I'm going to redirect it. I had to understand that. Like I really had to to understand it's it's okay to change course. It's still your journey, right? As long as the as long as the 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 course you're changing on is still led by you, it's okay. Because you can change your mind if you want to change your mind. And you can be wrong. That's part of life. That's part of the journey is being wrong. And that's why I say like accountability is very important to me because it allows me to understand when I'm right and not go overboard with being right. But it also affords me the opportunity to see when I'm wrong and allow me to sit back and pay attention to the wrong so that I can learn. I'm not concerned with with what people think about me um, as a as a person outwardly. Right. Genuinely, I want people to understand that I'm a good person. Um, I don't go out of my way to try to hurt people. Um, I, I do my best to give my all to them if I have committed to, you know, being a friend, being a mentor, whatever. Right. But in that, you 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 start having to understand that I can only help you if you want to be helped. And I say that to a lot of people like often, but then I had to look at myself like, but do you want to help you? And, and, and I'm sitting here and I'm saying, hey, I'm doing a podcast, you know, so I can get this out of my head so I could, you know, show you guys that um, show you guys that I know it's hard and we're going through and this, that and the other. But behind the scenes, I'm sitting here really trying to hold it together behind the scenes. And, and I'm like, you know, stone face just doing it like none of this ex- exists. And I had to really get on myself, like how you telling them to feel it and you just trying to bypass it. I'm not saying sit and, and, and cry and, and, and complain and stuff like that. What I am saying is cry, get you some tissue. Cause you know, I mean, sometimes you need a good snot nose cry and you need to be able to just do that. And then you need to just be able to come up with a plan. And you need to understand that the plan ain't going to work tomorrow. It might not work next week. That's something about, um, I, I appreciate, the gift that Kennedy left me in her passing, which is understanding the true value of time. Like time is something that you can't get back. So you have to use it wisely. It's something that you cannot stop. You have to use it wisely. Like when we, we, we say that, you know, we are born and we're getting older, but essentially we're just dying. Right. Because that's that's the end of it. You you live and you you go through obstacles, you go through the journey. And at the end of your time, when it expires, you you're gone. 
And so f- with that, I've, I've, I've learned to appreciate it more. I learned to, to, to say it's not one way. You could, you could redo it. Like I, I, I've said multiple times, I've been trying to redo the business. Like it's so much success that I've had with my business that has come from a, a, a multitude of failures, right? It's things that I still don't know um, that I'm trying to learn by myself um, is is money that I put into the business and got scammed multiple times, you know, thinking I'm doing the right research and stuff like that. But I'm OK with that because like I like like I'm still here and I'm still standing and I'm not going to quit because the purpose of peacefully flawed the purpose of poetic properties is so that we can build uh uh so we can we we can build each other up so that we can make sure that you know it we not out here alone suffering A lot of us, we so scared that, oh, I, I, I suffer from depression. Oh, I suffer from anxiety. I suffer, you know, from being bipolar. I suffer from schizophrenia. We so scared of that because the labels that that are given to us throughout through society. Right. Fuck that. We hear it's unfortunate that these diagnoses have hit us, but we hear this is normal. This is life. We we are getting through it the best way that we can. We're not asking for no handouts. We're not asking for no special attention. We are just asking for the same respect you would give someone that doesn't struggle with this. We're asking for understanding, right? That's for me. I don't care about as long as you understand. I, we could get through the rest of the stuff after. As long as there is an understanding, I could deal. But I had to have that understanding with myself. I had to stop being hard on, on me, right? I keep, like, I want to be this, this prime example of strength, of peace, of love, you know, to my kids. And I'm on my own case in an unhealthy way. Nah, you got to do this. You got to do that. You gotta, like, and I, I'm going hard on me. And it's like, fam, at what point do I get to feel? Because I'm so used to to people not really listening to how I feel and it being disrespected. Now, instead of me treating myself how I want to be treated, I've inherited their uh, their thought process on how I feel, I've inherited that on myself. So when I'm feeling emotional and I'm feeling, you know, mushy or I'm feeling loving, I'm just like, bro, you wildin'. So like I like I'm telling you to this day, I'll be like, man, something wrong. I'm I'm not feeling right. How? How like like why why do I think that that feeling is wrong? Just because others don't want to hear or accept how I feel about certain things. It doesn't mean that I shouldn't. It doesn't mean that you shouldn't. When you're going through what you're going through, you have to be the one like, like it has to start with you. 
It has to start with you. I know we're dependent on people lifting us up. I know we're dependent on people being in our corner and stuff like that. But it has to start with you because the reality of it is no one is going to be there with you 100% of the time. If you start relying on people too much to feed you positivity, to feed you uh, uh, rays of sunshine, to feed you butterflies and cupcakes, like if you rely on people to do that for you, what are you going to do when the lights is out and it's just you and your thoughts? Y'all know my two favorite things on this podcast is isolation and accountability. And without those things, we can't get stronger. Again, if you have a good support system that you trust and believe in and it has your best interests at heart, of course, do what you need to do. But stop depending on people that are doing a disservice to you and your struggle. It's not good for you. It's okay to want to keep some things to yourself. It's okay to say, you know what? This isn't working. I'm reaching out for help, but the help is, is not there. I heard someone say the other day, um, we need to start asking people how they want to be protected and helped instead of just trying to protect and help. And that hit me so, like, it hit me so hard. Because there's so much confrontation and there's so much chaos in me wanting to isolate and me needing to isolate. um, And people being offended that they can't help me. And the reality of it is, is I don't know how people could help me. If I knew how to not be this way right now, I would have been redirected myself. I would have been said to myself, hey, that thing right there, you got to you got to you got to shift it a little bit. You got to move it to the left a little bit, move it to the right. All right, you got to you got to center it and you will be good. If I knew if I knew what to do, it would be easy for me to say, all right, this this what this is the way that you can help me. This is the way that you can be there for me. Right. So because I don't know that because people don't understand that and because my mood is is. um my mood is affected by this and, and it, it, it seems like I'm standoffish or it seems like I don't care. A lot of times, like what people don't understand, like at the, at the level that I'm at, I forget. Like it's, it's like for real, for real, it's, it's really like out of sight, out of mind to a lot of things. And it's not even a personal thing. It's really just the fog is super heavy. And when it gets there, I'm not thinking about anything. The last time I talked to somebody, uh, the last time somebody been to the house, the last activity, I'm not thinking about anything. A lot of times you'll hear me on this podcast, repeating myself, repeating myself while well, learning therapy. That's part of the, the, the depression. I learned that the level of depression that I have, it affects my short term memory. So, of course, it seems like I'm beating a point. But in reality, I have no idea that I'm that I'm saying it. I listen back to the pod. I hear it a lot. But I know people who do listen. They're like, why do you keep saying the same thing? 
I don't, I don't really be knowing for real. But there's certain things that comes with this that I have to be okay with and I have to try to to figure uh, to figure it out the best way I can. I have to be able to redirect myself to say, you know what, I don't know how you can help me. But I don't want to offend you by my mood. So that's why, you know, I'm not answering calls or that's why I'm not reaching out or that's why I'm not uh, uh, texting or responding or whatever, whatever the case is. I'm tired of fighting like everything. Everything is a fight, right? Everything is a fight. I'm not asking nobody to to walk on eggshells with me again. It's just understanding. But because it, it seems like everything has become a fight when my feelings are expressed, it's like I have to redirect myself to be OK with it. Even with my kids, I have to redirect myself because sometimes they be pushing it. But they didn't they didn't do this. You see what I'm saying? It's something that that, you know, rest in peace to my auntie girl. Right. It's one it's one thing for certain two things for sure. In her battle, in her mental health battle um, with schizophrenia, um, she always knew her kids. And sick or not. My cousins was with their mama. I admire that uh, about it. I know it was difficult for them. I know, I know, I know it's difficult. It was difficult for my granny, but that's where I get my willingness to stick with my kids. That's where I get my willingness to, you know, make sure that I let them know, hey, this is what's going on. I don't ever want nobody laughing at my kids because of my mental um, struggle. I don't ever want to put my kids in a position to where, you know, I'm wilding out and and people are are disrespecting them because of me. I want them to, to always know what I'm going through. So I tell them, hey, this is what depression is. This is anxiety. Look it up. Um, you know, this is the medicine that I take. Look it up if you want to. So they'll know. Because it's important for me to 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 let them know so that in the event something happens, you know, then they'll they'll have the ability to redirect each other. Like, nah, that's not what it is. Like Junior knows, like if I'm if I'm in a way, um, he understands it more than them. Unfortunately, Junior has been with me through two very traumatic breakups. And it took a toll on me, but he was there by my side as if he, you know, he was an adult. And I've always told him, you know, you don't have, like, you don't got to look out for me like that. Like, I'll figure it out. He's just now kind of learning as he's, you know, becoming uh, his own person. You know what I mean by that? But he understands like, if I, hey, you know, having a rough one today, I'm about to chill for a minute. I'm going to get up and cook or, yo, I'm having a rough one Today, you know, boom, 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 y'all cook this or whatever. What do y'all want from the store so y'all could do what y'all need to do? So he can then redirect his brothers like, yo, this will we eat and dad gonna cook tomorrow. Like I don't make, I don't, I, I, I don't, I don't put it on them, right? I don't, I don't put my issues on them. I allow them to do and be who they gonna be outside of me, but I make sure that I'm present. 
I make sure that no matter what they, you know, they see me. Like having this be so prevalent in my life has become like it's just crazy to me. Like if if you would have if you would have asked me in my youth, did I that what like what I if I thought I would be here, I wouldn't have guessed in a million years that it would be this level of stress as an adult. I wouldn't have thought in a million years that I would have, like, I tell you all the time, the worst thing that ever happened to me is having two baby mamas, right? I, 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 I hate that. I hate that. Even when, even when everything was at its coolest, I hate that. I love my kids, but I hate that for myself. That's something that I never wanted to do. But it happened. And I'm here. And having the, having the, the, the life that I've had and, and being disrespected at the levels that I have, it created this malice inside of me to a certain extent, but I had to break it down and say, Hey, that don't no, Cause that's not where you want to be. You've put yourself in a position to, to want to be like, I always say, I want to be the man that I say that I am. Right. But previously when challenged with, with situations that could have solidified the man that I say that I am, I failed. I failed. I completely allowed my emotions to get the best of me and I responded in that way and I failed. But that allowed me to get stronger in my redirection of, all right, I'm not dealing with it. I'm not holding nobody captive. I'm not like, I'm going to understand. I'm going to understand if you want to go. It's fine. Does like, like people don't, people, I see so often stuff on social media, right? Like nobody is it's weird because when we were younger we had the radio, we had TV. Yeah, it was controlled news, it was it was controlled, you know, um um issues and it wasn't all honesty. We like I'm 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 not dumb. But now we are given millions of perspective on issues without facts because of social media. Right? And we're given these different perspectives of these things and it affects us. People don't care about triggers. They don't care about the trauma. They don't care about the, the, the mental issues it's going to cause by posting certain things. Like they don't care about none of that. They just want to either be the first to report it or say they were there. And as a society, I think that that, like requires some redirection. Everything doesn't need to, to be seen. Everything is not meant for uh, a viral moment. Like I get it. You know, it's freedom of speech. I get it. You know, you want to be able to, to have input on this or input on that, but how it's delivered very unhealthy. It's very, very un- uh, unhealthy. 
I told you guys last week, I was at work and found out about the, the shooting in Texas. I've had to now, like after uh, curating my, my space on my social media, um, I have to now curate a safe space at work with the news articles. Because I'm at work. Yeah, it's breaking news. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. But as I'm opening, you know, uh, up and up, opening new tabs and this, that, and the other, and then it's popping up. It's like, yo, I didn't block 200 pages on Twitter. I didn't muted these words. I didn't said not interested on TikTok. I didn't made my Instagram private. And I'm still getting these type of posts everywhere. I get it. The world needs to know certain things are going on. That's how... Uh, um, that's how people stay informed. But what's the purpose of staying informed if no change is coming? Why are we why are we just reposting with no action? Why are we adding uh, input on social media and not where it's supposed to be? I know there's a lot of people protesting and and, and um, at the meetings and at the rallies and having rallies and stuff like that. But that's not the majority. I think we need to be redirected on that. I think that um, it needs to be more people. It needs to be a united front on on a lot of issues. Uh, what is it? Domestic and domestic and international. But we're in this we're in this this egotistical space of life that everything is a competition and everybody's on their own. Their own agenda. And I try my hardest to stay out of it. Like, I, of course, I want to be informed of the things that are going to affect me and my neighbors, you know, uh, the school district, stuff like that. Of course, yeah, I want to know my city. I want to make sure that I'm aware of these changes and stuff like that. But in the event that things don't go in the way that I feel, I have to redirect myself. Because emotions start getting really high and you start to lose sight of what the issue really is. I've learned to just be okay. It didn't work. That's okay. I don't dislike you. I don't I like I, I'm not I'm not bothered by it. It, it just it didn't work. I'm when I, like I'm the type of person I'm going to I am going to help you feel how you need to feel. And that's just me. I don't I don't force nobody to be around me. I don't force nobody to um, be my friend. I don't allow people to to make me be their friend. Right. I just sit back and I pay attention to to certain things. And sometimes I have moments to where I'm like. Yo, that's what that is. And I have to be okay with it. Like once I figure out what it is, I'm going to bring it to you. Hey, what? yo, is that what this is? And if you say, yeah, all right, cool. My feelings not hurt. My feelings is more hurt that you faking than if what you are feeling or what that that emptiness or what that chaos is, is you being untrue to yourself. Don't pull me into that. 
I'm like, I do my best. Like if I feel a way about anything, I do my best to say it. I'm very forthcoming to a fault because I need to be for myself because I've held so much in. I've, um, I've battled myself with, with what I should say, what I should feel, what I should suppress, what I should, I battled myself for so many years with that. And it's like, no, I don't like, that's what made me so angry. That's what made me ready to fight at the drop of that. That's what, what what makes me so aggressive in responses. That's what makes me have my my guard up. I still have my guard up, but I personally believe it's in a much more healthy way than it was before. Because now I don't have a guard up for the sake of having a guard up. I have a guard up because I've been punched in the face a lot. Metaphorically. So now. As I'm observing and I see how you are moving. Oh, got it. I don't have to worry about if you're going to do that thing. I don't have to worry about it. Like, so when you do it, I'm like, all right, bet I saw it already. I hope I hope it doesn't come to fruition, but I saw it already if it does. So I'm not tripping. I've been an old soul my entire life. I, I've, I've looked at things very differently. Mentally, I've been very mature, you know, for my age for, for a while. But again, you suppress things because you, you, you're trying to find your place in your friend group. You're trying to find your, your place in life. You're trying to figure out who you want to be. I hope whoever's, you know, whoever's listening to this podcast, I hope you find yourself uh, way sooner than I did. I hope you, you know, you're listening to these pods and you're like, all right, I don't want to go that far into life before I figure out who I want to be. I don't want to have to go back and forth and I don't want to have to, you know, go through, you know, failed relationship after failed relationship to to understand that, you know, you got to move different. You don't want to go through through failed job after failed job just to realize, like. I want to be doing my own thing, right? The ideas that you have are important. You may not have the money for them. You may not have the time to to actually put into it, to to create it. Make the time. Make the time. No matter if you got to take 20 minutes to to sketch an idea a day until that idea is, is out fully. Make the time. Redirect yourself from feeling less than so uh, to feel like an overcomer. Understand that it's not going to be easy. I promise you, if I hadn't gone through the traumatic experience of losing my daughter and having the revelation of how valuable time is, I would have been closed this business. Not because it's not successful to my standards. But because the success comes far and in between, the sale comes far and in between. I'm putting in work 
in the amount of work that I'm putting in, the reward is not being put out, right, on a normal playing field. But me, I'm so... I'm so appreciative to support. I don't care if somebody be like, yo, podcast dope. I get hype. Not because I feel famous, but because if you had the if you had the the respect enough to tell me you listened to it, you got something from it. Good or bad. When somebody spends $10 on the store, when someone just reap, like someone purchased the book from me, I honestly thought it was one of, you know, my, my friends on, um, on social media. It was a stranger. I don't think I had ever had a conversation, um, with this, uh, woman ever. She posted, um, a screenshot of the book with a snippet of, of one of my poems that blew me away. It's the small things for me that are important, but I had to redirect myself to being able to accept that the moment that support is shown, be appreciative. All the hours that I put into getting the podcast notes together, all the hours that I put into um, the poetry, all the hours that I put into making sure the store is running okay, all the hours that, that one that one sale, that one like, that one, yo, that poem, like, yo, I needed that. It's so many people that have no idea when I uh, post my inspirational quotes of the day, right? Again, I uh, say it once, I'll say it a million times. I'm posting that so that I could get through the day. When they put, yo, I needed that. You have no idea how that encourages me, not because of my words to you, but because now I don't feel alone. If, if I put that for me and you tell me you needed that, all right, now I have somebody to go back to back with. I had to start really understanding it's not just me going through what I'm going through. Yeah, it's it's different to a certain extent. I said before, because how uh, different regions, different family styles, different upbringings, you know, certain things, even if the diagnosis is the same, we handle it. We handle it differently. But if I'm feeling like this and I say this and now you're like, man, that's crazy because I was just feeling like that. Now I don't feel alone. Now that gives me strength to get to the next thing. That means my redirection is working now because now I've not only inspired myself, I've allowed you to now move to your next step of the day as well. And now you know that you aren't alone. The idea of us knowing we're together now, I live for it. I'm not trying to be famous. I'm trying to make sure people don't ever feel like this. And if they have to go through this, I want to make sure that they understand that they are not by themselves. I'm telling you, it's something about understanding that elevates a person 
to peace. I don't want anybody to go through what I went through, but because I know people have, it is those people that encourage me more than any, anybody else. It is those people who have lost a child. It's those people who go through custody issues. It's those people who have heart conditions. It's those people who have uh, uh, health issues in general. It's those people when I when 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 I see that other people are going through it and fighting through it and making trying to get healthy and making sure their mental is good and going like that alone lifts me up. That alone allows for redirection to say, "Do not give up." Do not give in to to what's going on. Keep going. Keep pressing. It takes me back. Patience, purpose, order. All this is going to make sense in the end. Everything that I say on this podcast, everything that I, every ounce of pain and confusion and chaos and love that I release through my poetry, every ounce of creativity that I put into the store, it's all going to make sense in the end. I didn't understand that at first. You start getting frustrated because in your mind, every it, it's good. The product is good. What you're saying is good. What you're doing is good. But the money not adding up. I don't care about the money like that. Of course, I want to put myself in a position to just do this. Right. But the reality of it is a lot of people don't don't get the opportunity to just do their passion. And I understand that. And that's part of the reason why I won't quit. Yeah, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. But this podcast allows me to be free. This podcast allows me to express things in a way that is very difficult for me to express in a day to day. I have a very hard time having one-on-one conversations with people because the anxiety gets high because uh, because I'm thinking, am I repeating myself? Did I say that already? Um, how, like, do I am I uh, am I sounding uh, dumb? Am I stuttering? Am I uh, tripping over over words? You know, because my my bottom lip it go it get crazy sometimes and it get caught like bubble gum. Like I'm thinking about all of that on this podcast. I can ignore comments, but if I'm in your face and I and, and and I'm repeating myself, if I'm on the phone, I'm going to repeat myself and I'm stuttering and or I'm stumbling over my words. Now I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And it's just like a, 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 a siren going on going on in my head. And then that's like that kills my uh, my social battery. That's something that I'm working on and understanding, hey, This is part of it. I don't want to use it as a crutch, but y'all just gonna have to understand. I repeat myself. Uh, If you if you hear third, three, four times, understand. I don't know. If you if, if, if it sounds like I'm driving a point home, like, you know, like I've already hit the point. The point is dug deep in the ground. Now it's on the other side of the earth. Understand. I don't realize it. But I'm going to continue to try to help. I'm going to continue to try to make sure that y'all understand what what I'm trying to get you to understand. 
because it's imperative for me to to make sure like the biggest thing is for me is to make sure that people understand we in this together we are related by health issues by mental issues people who do not go through these things mentally and I don't mean because I feel like to a certain extent everybody has um, struggles with mental health right but once it get to a, a chemical level I don't think people really be understanding honestly like like you have to be you 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 like like once you don't have control over something in your body, whether it's physical or mental, once you don't have control of it no more, you start understanding stuff a little bit different. Like before I couldn't have a conversation with you, like I wasn't um, I wasn't one of the people that was like when people were like really, really sad. I never had the thought process of just don't be sad. I never had that thought process. I just um I didn't understand suicide. I didn't understand, um, you know, when people cut themselves or harm themselves in any way. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand when people are like, oh, my God, like um, I haven't showered in three days. I haven't done my hair. I haven't brushed my teeth. I didn't understand it. I never looked down on it, but I really didn't understand it. But it's days that just fly by and my room just looks a mess. It's clothes everywhere. There's water bottles everywhere. The bed's not made up. Um, floor's not vacuumed. And so many days go by before I realize it. Like, so, so much so that I started working out every day as a reminder because Taking a shower helps me relax. But my mind says, if I didn't do anything, I'm not getting a shower every day. Right? I get it now. At first, I didn't. I had to go through it and I had to have those moments of, yo, this room is a mess. Yo, the studio is a mess. I had to go through those moments and be like, yo, that's crazy because I've seen people like this. I've seen, you know, I've seen posts of people being so depressed that, you know, um, their hair is matted. I've seen posts where people are like, man, I, ha- I don't even know when the last time I ate. Like, I've seen posts. I've seen things on the news. I've read, uh, uh, read articles about this. And it's like, dang, that's crazy. And then when it hits you, it's like, yo, this is real. It changes your, your behaviors. It changes the way you, you see things. I knew something was wrong initially, right? I knew, like, I, like, I didn't know how I would be affected by the death of my daughter. I just knew that I was affected. But... When days start going by and I'm not recognizing certain things, like I'm doing everything that like I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do for the kids. Right. But I'm not eating. I'm not cutting my hair. 
I'm not shaving. I'm not putting no lotion on. Like, it's just like days go by. And I'm like, dang, when last time I cut my hair? Dang, when the last time I had a, 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 a hot meal? And slowly I started redirecting myself. Hey, man, you, you, it's other people here. These, these boys, they depend on you. God willing, you're going to get a chance to, to be a real father to, to your oldest daughter. You got to be here. You got to be present mentally. You can't, you, you, you can't allow yourself to, to just let go. Cause some days it gets heavy. Some days I have to really force myself to go to sleep because it gets so heavy. It gets so emotional. And I'm like, no, I, I got to be here. I can't let go because when it comes to, 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 to this mental health thing, you got to have will. And you got it, as much as it creates chaos inside you, you have to be willing to fight it. The moment you allow it to take over you, the easier it is for you to slip further and further into it. I understand that for me. It's taken two years, almost three years. It's, it's, it's taken that time for me to say, hey, you can't let yourself go. You got to keep fighting. It hurts. Yes, it hurts. You got to keep fighting. Stop going that route. Switch it up. But you can't, you, you, you can't, you cannot let go. My guard is always up protecting me. Sometimes maybe in an unhealthy way of protection. But it's difficult for me to allow certain things around me because of the hurt and the pain that I've endured with people that I love so much. Again, I don't say names. I don't even point fingers. I was there when the hurt occurred. I see my actions in it all. I had to redirect myself to to get to this level of accountability that I that that I have within myself. I had to to make sure that I was not I was, but I am and will always be good. As long as I'm breathing, I'm going to be okay. Because I'm not going to give up. I felt like I felt like the 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 issue with my oldest daughter, I I felt like that that was going to kill me. And then my baby died. I've experienced the worst level like I've experienced the, the the worst level, the highest level of pain I feel like a person can um, can feel. 
I've lost a grandfather figure, a father figure, and a child. There is no higher pain. I've been stabbed. Uh, uh, my, my, my throat almost got cut. Luckily, the blade didn't fully come out. But I felt pain. On physical level, and I've been shot at, bullets flying right past my head. Um, I've been a passenger in car accidents. I've, I've felt so much pain. And none of it hurt like the death of my daughter. But in the moment of those other things, I said to myself, Oh, my God, this is the worst pain that I ever felt. So that lets me know that I got to redirect how I feel about it. It's all pain. All of it is all pain. Whether it's emotional or physical, it hits the same nerve. And until we we start to. Accept it. For what it is, it's going to hurt. And we're going to continue to end up on dead end streets because we refuse to redirect ourselves. I could blame everybody and a mama for things that have happened in my life. I choose not to. I choose not to place blame on people who deserve blame. I choose not to seek seek uh, justice or whatever, like on some vigilante type shit. I, I just, it's not worth it for me. Like when peace, when I felt, uh, uh, when I felt a certain level of peace, and I obtained it like by myself. Like I finally start. I wasn't relying on a relationship. I wasn't relying on accolades. I wasn't uh, relying on people, other people uplifting me from the outside. When I obtained peace for myself, the the feeling that I got, the joy that I got from being able to to transform how I saw myself, to transform um how I chose to present myself the peace that I got from that was addicting and I said to myself I'm never losing it I'm never losing it I'm never letting nobody um never letting anybody take it from me I'm not ever like like there is a part of me that no matter what you say, no matter how good like like it's a part of me that just will never be touched by an outside person. It's a part of my my soul that it like it will never again. I will never again let another person touch that part of my soul. Because I want to get reliant on you having to feel that peace. And I don't want to I don't want to feel a way if you take it from me. I love you because I love you. I don't it, it doesn't matter if you love me back. It doesn't matter why you love me back. As long as, you know, 
Um, you're not disrespectful as long as we are both respecting people. As long, like, and I'm talking friends and relationship, even with my kids. I don't love my kids um, because they love me. I love them because I love them. They get on my goddamn nerves, but them is my dogs. I tell you all the time. I I love all three of my adult relationship people. Like, here's what it is. But I don't love them because they love me. They probably hate me at this point. I don't. I don't even care. But there's a piece of me that I, I I had to redirect my entire process of accepting and giving love and, and appreciation, accepting, you know, um, or rejecting friendships and stuff, because society wants us to just all be one thing and rely on each other for confidence Um for style, for uh, preferences, uh, for the things that we eat and watch. Like, and once you start following people in an unhealthy way, you always end up at a dead end. Always. Yeah, I understand you have to learn. Like, like you, you have to follow before you lead, Um but as you're leading, you're supposed to teach. Like, so every every level you go up, like, it should never be a following situation. It should always, like, if you in a group, it should always be everybody is, is, is in my opinion, everybody is elevating together. The person who doesn't want to elevate gets removed, period. Not because we're turning uh, uh, turning our backs on that person or it's not because you're you're trying to shun that person, but that person isn't ready. And we have to be OK with people not being ready. I understand like sometimes people be be in love and be in relationships because. That just feels right. It just it sounds right. But the whole while they're miserable. It's OK. It's okay. The reality of life is you're not going to continue to like the same things. As you get older, you're going to start realizing that certain things are just not for you. You don't want to behave like that. I always tell people, once you hit that 35-year-old mark, um, uh, woman or man, once you hit that that mark, you're going to be like, yo, that's crazy. Five years ago, I really cared about this thing. And I like, What? So as I'm, you know, getting as I'm aging, I'm like, I had my mental life crisis at 25. I was ready to get to it at 25, but I was so reliant on how people felt about me and I was so reliant on how they loved me. And then when I didn't get that love no more, it, it had me spacing out and it had me making decisions that um, from an emotional, uh, emotional place and ruining my life as I'm going. And I start realizing that once I start being selfish in a healthy way, and once I start looking at me um, and redirecting that, that, that energy that I was putting out and, and putting it to myself, I start realizing how many people started to go away. And it made me realize that because at first I'm like, dang, like, am I being mean? Like, are people falling off like flies because I'm being mean? But no, it's because they needed you to need them. And now you have re redirected the energy you was giving them and the, 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 
the disrespect you was allowing, you have now cut that off. And in society's eyes, you are now acting funny. And it 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 hit me very early on, like, it's not that I'm acting funny. You can't do the same things no more. I'm not afraid. Like once I like I used to be so afraid of uh, people's perception of me. I used to be so afraid. Like when I when I say afraid, I mean, like I used to be afraid. And so I would do everything possible so that if, if you ever had something to say about me. Then. It would be it would be positive, it would be in a good light, and I relied on that. For so long. And in that, I learned that people would take advantage of that. People know I love hard, so they gon' like they they gonna keep on using me. But are they using me? Cause I should see it, right? I operate in unconditional love, right? It's not for the weak. Unconditional love is not for the weak. You have to be so strong and 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 you have to reduce your ego to to pebbles to be able to operate in unconditional love. But there's many people that can tell you that's who I am. I don't do it for the other person. When my time is up and I've expired, I want to be able to know that I loved truly. I want to know, uh, be able to, to to know that I want my friends that that, you know, that are still around. I want them to know that I was their friend for real. Not to lift me up to this or on this pedestal, but I, unconditional is what it is. If I say that I love you, if I say that I have high regard for you, like, I mean that shit. It doesn't it it doesn't matter. Like, I've always been this way. If I told you that I loved you, I still love you today. The, The it's just the the level of it is just lower. That's how I move. My willingness to do certain things is a little bit lower. I'm still, it don't matter as much as as disrespect as uh, my oldest daughter mom did. As much disrespect as my ex. I would still help them if needed. Not even on no, I'm trying to get back with you type shit or not even on no, like, ah, look at me. I'm better. Nah, I said I loved you before. I meant that. It's a certain piece of me. I'm always responsible for you in a, in a certain way. I don't have ego. I don't care who you with. I don't like. Fam, live your life. But I had to start loving me and start understanding my own boundaries. I had to make sure that I was good for me. It's so easy to get to get lost in these conditions that society teaches. Like, that's why I really like I don't be paying attention to a lot of stuff. 
I like I, I when I say certain things that I immediately block, uh, like immediate no, immediately no. Because I love myself unconditionally. Yeah, I got a big stomach. I'm down 12 pounds. Yeah, my face been breaking out, but it's getting better. Yeah, I be wheezing a little bit, you know, after a workout, but at least I'm working out. So all the flaws, all, all the flaws that I have, it like, like all my flaws are mine and I accept them. I'm not worried about if somebody say, dang, your stomach big. My kids been calling me Santa Claus for years. Then when I when I start to lose weight, they uh, they be calling me a crackhead. That don't matter to me. Because I, I love who I am. I love who I'm who I'm trying to be. I love making sure that I'm good. It's not about if I'm good for them. It's not about if I'm good for a relationship. It's not about if I'm good for a friend. I'm good for me. So that when I am I'm strong enough and my mind is open enough to offer my my friendship, offer a relationship, you know, uh, offer, you know, my parenting like it's authentic. A lot of us are so confused about who we are, so we can't be who we supposed to be. I got tired of ending up on 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 dead end streets. It took me to 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 really fail at at loving, right? It took me to fail miserably at loving. And I say that because when I love initially, like it's what you want, what you want to eat. I'm going to rub your feet, blah, blah. Like I'm going a, I'm to a drive 20, mile, 20 million miles. I'm going to do all this, all this, all this, all this, right? And expect nothing from you. Not realizing that I'm creating this dependency in an unhealthy manner. And in my mind, I'm doing this for you because I love you. You're asking me to do this for you because you know I love you. But the reality of it is, is just as much as I'm like as a giver, you don't realize you give and give and give especially when you're dealing with a taker. You don't realize what you're not getting back until you start looking for you. And it'll always create chaos when you find yourself. Always. When you start redirecting to a position of power within yourself and understanding within yourself, it's going to create chaos because people are not going to understand that from you because you're so willing to do everything to make everybody happy. You're ready for like you like you want them. I, I, I say you know, I said it a few podcasts ago about, you know, people needing you to need them. I'm saying that from experience. I had no clue that I was that person. Like I needed you to need me. So I'm going to do everything, no matter if it's breaking my pockets, no matter if it's stressing me, no matter if it's putting me in a bad situation, I'm going to do it because in my mind, you're going to love me for that. And the reality is you never did. 
You just love what I could do. And so I started doing those things for myself. I'm not dependent on relationships anymore. Anybody could come and go and I'm going to be just fine. Why? Because I had to sit my ass down after my last relationship and said, bro, you got to love you. Stop allowing people to come in and out of your life and, and, and fill a void that's not even there. Stop. Like, like it's like I'm making, I'm making a void. For somebody to feel. And I had to sit myself down like, nah, that's not, nah. Love you for you. Be cool if somebody's there or if somebody's not. I always say the 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 worst thing that could ever happen to me as a single parent parent in general is me realizing I could take care of my kids by myself. From the rooter to the tutor. I was watching videos with the kids yesterday um, and it was videos when we first uh, it was like 2017, 18. So we had only been in this house maybe a year, a year and a half. And I was looking how happy they were in the videos. They were so they were so young. And I'm like, man, I can't believe that I was able to, to keep them happy. I, like I was I was I was shocked and I'm looking at them look at the videos of their younger selves and the joy that it was bringing them the laughter was bringing them and I'm like yo I did that So just like I I, I say like I want to make sure that on this podcast I want them to to be able to listen to it for that day that I try to act like I didn't whoop them or I try to act like I didn't take their phones and their toys when they was bugging when that day when those days come I want them to have uh, a proof that no nah, I did do that it wasn't right but I did it I also want them to have proof that when they feel like Oh, my dad was wilding. I want them to be able to also look at those videos of how happy they was and understand that I did that. I had to to start. I had to stop worrying about outside influences and opinions on what I'm going to do, what I need to do. And I'm talking from relationships to family members friends I had to stop worrying about that when the lights cut off and everybody in the bed I'm responsible for them I'm responsible to protect and provide I had to get my mind out of that alright they elders you gotta listen to them they're older you gotta listen to them their family, you got, I had to get myself out of that because you're not giving me, you're not giving me what I need. You're giving me your perspective of something that is specific. And it's not helping me. And I had to be, I had to be okay with the outcome of me learning on the fly. I had to be okay with not parenting correctly that fit my kids. I have, I have conversation with them all the time. They hate it, but they, they, I realized as I was having a conversation with them yesterday that they be listening. 
I say all the time, I'm not raising kids, I'm raising human beings. So I have to have these conversations with, with them because kids, like a lot of kids didn't make it to their age. Like a lot of, like my, my youngest two kids are the same age as the kids um, from Texas. So I can't sit here and not include them on the reality of life. I have to allow them to be kids, but I have to give them that that small uh, uh, that small ounce of redirection into reality. Hey, this was going on, sons. This is this is what's going on in reality. I know you live on 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 the PlayStation and you live on TikTok and you li- like that's your that's your life and you don't really understand what's going on. But this is what's going on. And this is how I need you to respond if you're in this situation. This is how I need you to maneuver if you're in that situation. I need you to 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 check out who you hanging out with and who you shouldn't hang out with. I need you to understand that for yourself. I'm not going to be able to see it all the time. I'm not going to be able to be there with you every second of the day to say to to you, hey, that's a that's a a bad person. I don't like the energy on that person. You got to learn. Uh, you got to learn how to look people in the eye and and see when they when they not right. You got to be able to see how people uh, maneuver and make that choice without me. I mean, I'm going to help you, but I'm not going to be there every time in, in every minute of, of the day to get you to that point. It's just, it, it's, it's not something that, that we are going to be able to do. So for me and, and the kids, I really just be on them about the realities of life. Um, because my goal is to make sure that they see light in themselves and that they are able to maneuver through it because I can tell them and encourage them and say, y'all are this, y'all are that. Oh, my God, you're so successful. I'm so proud of you. You did this. You did that. I can do that all I want to. But what happens when I'm not there to encourage them? What happens when I'm not there to redirect whatever the issue is? How are they going to respond if I don't allow them to drive themselves? From a very young age, I've been like, it's reality. Hey, kids are dying. Your age. This is like what us living out here where we live. This is uh, what you might have to endure. I'm going to protect you the best way I can, but I need you to understand it so that. You got to You got to protect yourself until I can get to you. Like I'm going through the grieving process and. I have to tell them, hey. I'm just realizing the grieving process is everlasting, right? You don't never get over the trauma. You don't never get over the pain. It's everlasting. You, you, you are healing or attempting to heal every day, every minute. Like, if I cut myself right now, It's going to, it, I can put a bandaid on it. It's going to feel better. I don't mean it's healed. I cut myself the other day uh, on my, on my thumb, right? Slice my thumb 
wide open maybe a month ago. Yeah, it's healed to a certain extent, but it's healed with uh with a deformity. I got a little little like I got a little bump right here from how deep I cut it, right? So every day I'm looking at it, it's never gonna be the same. It's still there. Is it truly healed though? Because it doesn't look like it did before. I had to understand life like life ain't gonna be like it was before. It's not. And I, I get it. It hurts. But I'm healing every day. Every day is going to be a different trigger. Every day is going to be a different thought. Every day is going to be a different piece of pain. Every, every day. Coming to that realization made me understand like. Yo, your redirection is working. You're not allowing yourself to just just stay one way. You're not allowing the obstacles to 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 stop you. You're paying attention to the signs. You're allowing yourself to to maneuver correctly so that you are in the best position that you could possibly be in, even if it looks bad. I had to realize that sometimes the 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 thing that is the best for me is going to be the thing that might hurt the most and I had to understand it enough to be okay with it and I am my life is not based on relationships my life is not based on parenting my life is not based on anything other than me living the life that I set out to live I lived for for people so often, right? I lived for um like when I was younger, like I told you before, like I used to play football, um but initially I started playing sports because my brother was really really like good at sports, so I'm like I want to I want to um I want to play sports too, right? Um and I think around high school I start feeling away like and I'm like man I don't want to play football no more because like I feel like every cuz they were they was calling me little duck. Um his name is Duck. And so they had been calling me that like ever since I can remember. Um and I'm like man I I just want to find my own way so I want to try to play basketball um I think for the summer. And then I I, I did it and wasn't good whatsoever. I think I'm um I made like a three pointer in practice and then I made a uh uh I made a good pass to Hassan uh in the summer summer league it was in uh Temple City. But then I was like, nah, I'm really good at football. So now I gotta go out here and go nuts, like, so that people could see me. But then I found track as well, and I'm like, all right, there there go my thing right there. So the idea of now um, I'm only playing sports because my brother was really good and I want to I want to make him proud. Now I found myself and it's like I want to uh, I want to run track because I'm really good at it. We used to rap me and my friends, you know, uh, that was our thing. We used to just get drunk and rap. We was young, just drunk and rapping and stuff like that. But then I found poetry in 10th grade and I'm like, no, I want to do that. I start learning how to live for me and being okay with the opposition. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter who laugh at poetry. It doesn't matter who laugh at. I can't believe he got a podcast. It doesn't matter who laugh at. Oh my God, look at his store. Oh, this, oh, it does. None of that matters. Cause I'm living for me. 
It doesn't matter. Oh, he ne- he he can't keep a relationship. Oh, it doesn't. I'm living for me. You gonna get you gonna get all of me, or you gonna get none of me? Because I'm living for me. I'm not saying that to be cocky. I'm not saying that to be mean. But like, you are a bonus. Like friendship is a bonus. Relationship is a bonus. As an introvert, I love being by myself. So it's amazing if I could kick it with somebody else and be be joyous about it, be comfortable about it. But it's 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 not that I that I need company. It's not that, you know, besides my kids and even then they're at the age now and I'm like, bro, bye. Half the time I don't even know they're outside. Like it that's just how we roll. But it's it's important. It's important that we 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 use these obstacles as stepping stones that will allow us to get to our highest level of greatness. Like our mental and, and physical needs to be equally as strong. We can't we don't have the the we don't have the luxury of not being aligned. That's why for me, it's so important to continue to realign myself, to make sure that I'm not letting anything else overwhelm me, that I'm focused on handling the issues that need to be handled in my life, that I'm not being egotistical and and just keep pounding my head on the same wall. I understand when it's not working and I'm okay with it and I'm redirecting myself. I tell you guys all the time, we all going to go through whatever we going to go through. Our journey is what this thing is meant to be. It is too much darkness out there. We cannot be the ones that dim our own light. So no matter the darkness, we have to get to the light. It's imperative. Peace. What's going on, y'all? Thank you for tuning in to the podcast. Head over to www.peacefullyflawed.com to cop your Poetic Properties merch. Also, you can get a copy of my book, Pieces of Me, a book of poems. I have, I think, 20 more copies available. They are $15. If you want to support me in any other way, you can download Good Pods app and find Poetic Properties. There's a tip jar there where you can tip me um, and you can go to the Poetic Properties Twitter page. There's also a tip jar there that you can um tip me. So if you want to support in any other way, continue to like, share, um, comment on the podcast, tell somebody about it. Again, it's all love in any way you support. I appreciate it. You guys have a good evening, a good day, whatever. Peace.